When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Lauda, what do you got? Even though I think this was done in good faith, I don't know how I feel about this new law that is taking effect next month. So all California businesses that serve alcohol will have bartenders and managers undergo mandatory training. Why? Because... The new law states anyone who pours, shakes, or mixes an alcoholic cocktail is required to have training to see if someone is too intoxicated and they need to stop serving them. The goal of this new uh, certificate is to cut down on DUIs. The law takes effect on July 1st, and by August 31st, everyone is supposed to be RBS certified and trained or within 60 days of first employment. Again... I like I've I've never served. I know Lindsay, you were a, you were a server, right? But like, I've never served alcohol, and I feel like everybody's tolerance is so different. And some people look drunk when they're not, and other people look totally fine when they're super drunk. So I find like that's gonna be hard to kind of manage. Yeah, um, I think that I mean, Lindsay, you can talk to this more than anyone else here. Um, I think that a law like that or a rule like that is more for the people that are clearly like belligerently drunk i mean most states have those laws like in ohio we had to take like an alcohol cert like oh, well, by the way hold on one second drink oh, i was gonna say bingo yeah yeah Go it wasn't it was an ohio reference so not a cleveland reference that's true well, yeah. well so Fair. i bartend yeah and, and you did I'm, i was just saying that, that that was a law there you had to take like an alcohol certification class there and that was like a big part of it was like not over serving because I think it's a smart rule because the uh, nowadays people will sue the establishment. Like if you're serving someone and they're overserved and they drive home, you're going to be you can be held responsible for that. But I almost right. feel like this is going to make the bartender the responsible party. Like in other words, imagine well, somebody's drunk. Right, they imagine somebody's are. drunk, they leave and then they wind up suing the bar and they're like, "But this person was properly trained and should have known that my client was too inebriated to leave and drive. They should have cut them off 3 drinks ago." So right. I almost and feel like it's like the responsibility is going to be put on the bartender slash server. Well, it already is, because a lot of times in these cases, when people sue the establishment, they also sue the bartender. And I think mm. at the end of the day, like bartenders should always err on the side of caution. You can tell. I mean, I'm sorry, but you can usually tell when somebody's, you know, been overserved, especially when yeah. you're working by yourself or if you're working with other people, you talk about it like, hey, give that guy, you know, get, let him sober up or whatever. So I feel like it's one of those things where it's good and they should know. They should have some kind of teaching because I feel like that's that's normal, you know? Lindsay, you ever have like a bar where instead of vodka in the bottle, you have water. And when the drunk guy orders another drink, <laughs> you put water in it rather than vodka. And then when he complains that it's too weak, you put more in it. And he's like, mm, this is better. Thank you. That's um, funny. well, that's illegal to, to have it in a bottle like that, but oh, we would that. do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have a bottle that says it's vodka and have water in it. That's illegal. But oh. we would, we would do that all the time. Swap out drinks for water all the time. Yeah. 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 I didn't know oh, if it was illegal, but it sounded smart. Cappy, Cappy. That's so funny. Cappy be in jail. He'd be coming on cuffs at, his, at, the, <laughs> at the Cappy saloon. Why are you <laughs> the here, sir? <laughs> the Cappy water. saloon. I feel like we could do that. I'll Next say right time now. We, I'd like what? to walk through the double doors, have on some cool cowboy boots oh, with spurs yeah. on the back of them. <sighs> a couple of six shooters on my side. No, let's not do that. Let's not trust you with that. Mm-mm. Like a cowboy no, on no, a no. steel horse I ride. Yes, you know the song. You know it. Yeah. And I also do a pretty good cappy. Yeah, that you're you are doing like now my impression of Eddie Vedder. It's like a third generation impression Correct. again. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I love it's that an impression song. Of an impression of an impression. <laughs> it's one of my favorite songs. That's a great song. Love that song. <laughs> 
I know exactly which song it is. No, which I is know. Weird. It's even flow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That is what you need to know. <laughs> Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes. We'll wherever you're at. You know, George, I got to give you a little bit of credit. I don't like to, but I'm going to. Okay. Uh, when you came up Go with ahead, the concept, Al. you ready? When you came up with the concept of bringing Blake Harris on the show every week as our Dodger consultant, yeah. Little did I know that he was going to turn into our off-air research department. This kid is incredible, I told you. You should subscribe to his Substack. And I by, would. By, by you, I mean you, actually. I would, but as I've told you, I don't support journalism. I support sensationalism. Oh, See what I'm saying? So Blake Harris just sends us a tweet. Kenley yeah. Jansen's 2021 whip. Correct. I know you like to talk whip. Yeah, walks and hits burning. 1.04, third mm-hmm. worst of his career. Not good, right? right? Yeah, not good. Craig Kimbrell's whip this season, 1.45. Yeah, terrible. So that much worse. Right, you know? but it, there's a difference between when I told you, like when I told you I, uh, I I was worried about Kenley was probably, I don't know, halfway through the, you know, maybe not halfway, like a couple months into the season, like two months into the season. I'm basically telling you, like, I've been out on Kimbrel now, like six weeks into the season. Well, maybe when the reporters are asking Andrew Friedman, so, uh, Andrew, my man. You uh, you're looking for starting pitching, and Andrew Friedman says no, no. I'm not right. Maybe what he's not saying is I'm not I'm looking, looking for, for starting pitching. Right, I'm yeah. thinking about something else here. Yeah, maybe that's what he's thinking. I don't know. Uh, here's the thing. I mean, and Lindsay said this during the break, so I want to give her the proper credit. Uh, look, there's a reason Ke- Craig Kimbrell was almost cut. <laughs> you know, like he hasn't been good, but they they saved some cash with Pollock. Uh, well, but I'm, Otani, I'm pretty surprised, by the way. I mean, when it comes to saving cash, come on. I mean, the Dodgers and saving cash. Everybody likes to save cash, bro. Those two things don't usually go Everybody likes hand. to save cash, particularly general managers. They love to do deals where they save some cash. Mm. Well, I mean, listen, uh, we will find out at the end of the year. Yeah. But as of today, yeah. it does not look like the Dodgers got better at that position. Can, okay, but can we'll, we get back we'll, to Otani? Like, yeah, go go, for, go back Kim, to Otani because you want we both the Dodgers. think Kimbrel's not very good. Like we're okay. fine, we agree there. You want the Dodgers to trade for Otani? I mean, it doesn't have to be today or like tomorrow or even this trade deadline. But I'm saying like clearly the Angels are going to be in a conundrum having to pay him and Trout and Rendon. <laughs> uh, and I agree. I understand what you're saying is that you you would rather keep Otani. Of course you would. Except the problem is you're already in the hole uh, with the other two guys from a salary standpoint. And does Artie Moreno? And according to this athletic report that you sent, I was just impressed you did show prep. This is amazing. This was, uh, I, and by the way, let me tell you something. And George. baseball of all well, things. Well, I want to tell you something. You guys are all very lucky, okay? Yeah. I read that article yeah. at about 5.57 a.m. Yeah. And my first instinct was to click the share button and put it in the group chat. But I didn't think anybody wanted to get their first text of the morning pre-6 a.m. That is what I, mean, I, have, I But I have do not disturb, so I wouldn't oh. see it till I get oh, okay. up anyway. Then I'll just I'll start sending you stuff at five. No, 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 don't. I still would have I still would have like made a joke about it because I feel like nobody needs to send a, a, a text for work purposes at five a.m. I know, but don't you see what happens? I wake up in the morning, right? I go through my routine. I'm reading through emails. I get this email from the athletic. I see this story that I find interesting, so I right. click on it. I read it. Now I'm like hashtag Ooh. interesting, right? This is going to be this is going to be really good for the show. So yeah. I could put it in the group chat at 5.58, but I think I chose to wait until like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Well, if you need to do it that early, just send an email then, because at least we won't see it till later. Well, at least what you guys are understanding is here. You see, I'm already up and thinking at 5.58 about what I mean, we're I'm always today. thinking about the show. Yeah, but you're sleeping, man. You're no, sleeping but in at the middle, at night, I'll, I'll watch something on TV. I'll see some game. I'll tell, hey, Lindsay, remind me of this, or I'll tell you, remind me of say that on the show. Like, we do that. That's, I mean, I don't have a problem when you do it because it's on Do Not Disturb. I don't care. Yeah. I don't it's have, not going to wake me up. Yeah, I don't, I don't do Do Not Disturb, I don't think. Why? I just think I have my phone volume off completely at night. Right, but if you but just said if you that just is said, do not disturb. Yeah, that is Do Not Disturb. No, also, no, I but, mean, I just have, I just have like, I just don't have the sound on. But, like, I think I have people in my phone that are, like, my favorites, like my kids or something. And my yeah, girlfriend. your VIPs or whatever can get through. Sure. Right. So then there's, it will still ring in case of emergency. And here's the, here's the only people that can, they can get through if there's an emergency. Everybody else in my phone, there's an emergency and you need me, it'll have to wait until I wake up. But these, these five or six people, they've made the list. Yeah, everybody does that. Everybody has that, I think, oh, for the most okay. part. I didn't know that. You weren't, like, special there. No, I didn't even set it up. That way. Right. But <laughs> you, when you set up a do not disturb, it's like super easy. 
it's funny. I'll, t- I'll text people, and then it'll come back, and they'll say, so-and-so's got their phone on do not disturb. I'm like, how do I do that? Just by going to your phone? You want to just do it right now? Real no, quick? no, no, no. Why not? Nah, I don't really want to. I, I want to be disturbed. Okay. All right. Well, suit yourself. That's why. Anyhow. Hey, when we try to help, Cap. Yeah, I know. It's okay. Otani. You know, I'm, I'm really rare, rarely successful. You know what I mean, Wouldn't Laura? Wouldn't Otani be the best? I mean, Otani would be clearly the best pitcher on this team, yes? If he was a Dodger. Based on who the staff is right now. Although, hold on one second, everybody. Don't get crazy. I mean, crazy. Walker Bueller's hurt, so we're not. I understand. But, but Tony Gonsolin. Th- there will mm-hmm. be a debate nope. to be had. Nope. If Tony Gonsolin stays the way he is and he's been outstanding and the numbers tell you he's been really great, there will be a debate about who should start the All-Star game. And given that the All-Star game is in L.A. and Tony Gonsolin has emerged as the... Oh, no, I, I'm okay with him starting the All-Star game or whatever. Yeah, I mean, just that, saying, that's fine. Just yeah. saying, I'm just saying everybody who's listening right yeah. now is going to go, yo, Otani becomes the Dodgers' best pitcher the second he walks into the clubhouse. I would agree with that, but I know there's somebody out there going, you know, Tony Gonsolin's 8-0 and he's having an incredible year. Let's give this guy some props. Yeah, look, Tony Gonsolin's a good player. Um, I just think that, like, Tony Gonsolin is having one of those years that... Sometimes again, it's just baseball, right? Like it's 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 indescribable, uh, or is it undescribable? It's indescribable, I believe. I think it's um, in. might be so. On. So, anywho, mm. the we've seen this with the Dodgers before. Alex Wood had one of these incredible first halves of the season. Uh, Ross Stripling, it was in an All Star game because he had an incredible start to the season. I'm not saying Tony Gonsolin is those guys. I think he's better than those guys. But do I think he's Best ERA in the majors, good? Like, I don't know about that. Like, like sustained? I don't know. Maybe for one year. Who knows? Maybe. But I, I don't know if he's that guy. I I, I, I would be, again, and, and maybe Blake who's listening or, or plenty of other baseball people who are listening, there's not a lot of precedent, in my estimation, of a 28-year-old going from, hey, he's a pretty good pitcher, like he's good, to being like, oh, my God, he's dominant. At that's that at that turn of his life, like twenty eight years old, that doesn't happen all that often. Maybe not. But um, you, the question was: Is Otani the best pitcher on the Dodgers the day he shows up? And the answer I think is so. yes. But yes. but I'm going to argue this also. Argue he's al- he's also the best power hitter. He's all of a sudden the biggest and most intimidating bat in your lineup. And Mookie's been great, and he hits bombs. And Freddie Freeman has been a really nice addition. And you still got old reliables like Justin Turner and Max Muncy. And Trey Turner, listen, on and on. I'm just telling you that Otani's bat is the biggest bat in the lineup the day he shows up. Perhaps. Perhaps. Well, all I know is this. If you're Otani and you're making $5 million a year and you're already an MVP and you are a complete baseball unicorn, you know you're going to make the big bucks. The question you have to ask yourself is, are you kind of like Mike Trout where – Hey, look, we haven't really won a whole lot, but I make a lot of money, and I'm no. Otani you know, wants to win. Well, that's what he says. Yeah. If I'm Artie Moreno, I find a way to convince Mike Trout. I just told you that, you can't do that. I was well, Mike Trout. You were I, Artie Moreno. We did I know, that last hour, and it but, ended up me saying like you were trying to push me around. I was being really nice to you as our, as Mike Trout, and you were Artie Moreno, and then you were starting to be a jerk. And then what I said, you know what? If you're going to be a jerk, then cut me. And then okay. you wouldn't do it. No, I wouldn't do it. I'm not going to pay you to not play for me. So I'll just have you miserable and mediocre here, but I'm giving you an opportunity to leave and go to a winner. But I don't need to be miserable and mediocre. You're the one building the team around me, Artie. Yeah, well, we're not very good. And, and the yeah, bottom I mean, line whose is, fault is that? It's not my you're, fault. You're supposed to be the best player in baseball. Yeah. You're supposed to be the, a generational player. I'm a three-time and, MVP. And you got all the stats to pro- pro- prove it, but you got none of the wins. Yeah. So go somewhere else where you can win. Yeah. And I want, I want Otani. If I were the, the Angels, I'd do everything humanly possible to yeah. keep Otani. Yeah. Including calling Les Snead and saying, Les, when everybody said Jared Goff, his contract, you guys were stuck, you were married, you found a way out. We're in one right. of those contracts. Except there's with no, no trade clauses in football. Well, how about that, Mr. Moreno? You, you can you can always amend a contract. No, you can't. Yeah, you can. It needs two parties to be That's able to right. amend the contract. I'm gonna, right. I'm amending it, and you're amending it. We amended it. No, we're amended. not. I'm not amending anything. I think you underestimate Mike Trout. I think Mike Trout wants to win. I mean, maybe he does, but my point is, like, he doesn't have to do anything. No, he doesn't. He's got the control that you put in the contract, Artie. That's right. That's right. I did. I'm Artie Moreno. Yeah. And you do not approve this message. Mm -hmm. All right. Coming up next, speaking of trades. Oh, man. Basketball trade, including the Lakers? Say what? 
We'll get to that next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I mean, you called him literally fat the other day. What? You don't remember that, Cass? <laughs> fat? Yes. We told you that we thought you owed him an apology, and you were like, what? I didn't even say anything that bad. I didn't say <laughs> that Chris was fat. <laughs> what? Are, no way, man. Somebody's going to have to produce that audio, and if they can produce that audio, I will gladly, gladly retract my statement, but I don't believe that's the case at all. Okay. Well, go ahead. Try to find it, guys. Ladies. Come on. Really? I mean, what was, what what happened was the conversation? You, it, you also you, called him talentless. You no, no, call no, him talentless. No, no, no. Here's what happened. What happened yeah. was... I was not properly dressed to go to the Lakers sales event. Turns out, oh, by the way, I was very properly dressed. That aside, Chris said, Kaplan doesn't have enough talent to underdress. To which I said, perhaps that's why Chris always overdresses. Little tit for tat, that's all. No big deal. But I, fat, no, no, no. I call me fat. Talk about how Mm -hmm. disgusting I am. I mean, he believes you called him fat the other day. No, he does not. Oh, yes, he does. No, he does not. Yeah. Why would he think such a thing? I mean, you might have said it. But what if I didn't? But if you did. Then I would apologize. Okay. But I don't we'll think I did. It. We'll find I don't it. think I did. Now, I called myself fat. So embarrassing when you're uh, out on a weekend and you're wearing a T-shirt, and then all of a sudden you start sweating like right underneath your ch- what, what what's supposed to be your chest but is turned into your man boobs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sweat right there. That's when you know you're, you've gained a little too much. Right. That sweat is more embarrassing than armpit sweat. Can we all? Yes. Can we go with that? Yes. Okay. Unless you're Under like going boob? for like a run or something. Like, right. but no, if you're no. just like, yeah. you, right. If you're not exercising, yes, I would agree. Yeah. Right. If you're just standing around and it's hot out. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you start sweating underneath what used to be your pecs, yeah. but is now turned into your man boobs. Yes. That is an embarrassing place to sweat. And you your guys moobs. can feel me. Right. You have Some moobs? of you guys understand. Some of you guys understand what I'm saying. You have moobs? I mean, listen, I'm just, put it this way. Um, I was at Costco last night, yep. and I was looking at sports bras, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, why would you buy Costco, though? Well, what happened wait, was I guys, had to go to... Wait, wait, this is a Jerry Seinfeld episode, I'm pretty sure. Like, guys wearing bras, like, come on, Cap. No, what happened was I went to uh, Costco last night, and I was looking at sports bras for my daughter, who said, Dad, if you're at Costco, just try and find me a sports bra. She was like, and I don't know if they're any good or not, but, you know, try them, and we'll see. So I bought two sports bras for 10 bucks. Well, when I was when I was standing there at the sports bra section... Did you, did you like, put it on your chest? No, I didn't, but but oh. Rachel comes up and she goes, "What are you, what are you buying sports bras? What do you need sports bras for?" I'm like, "No, they're not for me. They're for Julia." So, but no, I don't wear a sports bra. But I'm saying that when you put on a couple of LBs and you, you sweat, might. you might consider it. You might think about it. Speaking of thinking about it, mm-hmm. Bill Simmons on his podcast laid out, I believe, a fake trade that involves the Lakers. I actually don't think it's. I mean, listen. I clearly I think it'd be great for the Lakers, but you know, since we're doing some shopping here, I'd love to get your thoughts on this one. Go ahead. Lord, do we have that sound? The Bill Simmons. Go ahead. Play. I think if I were them, you have to move on from Kyrie. You cannot bring him back. But what's the alternative? You have to trade him. You have to sign and trade him. The, The idea that I have involving that is Kyrie to the Lakers. Yeah. Westbrook to the Hornets and then Rozier and Hayward to the Nets. Add picks, fluff it up however you want. That's like the foundation of the deal. How, what do you think about that for all three of those teams? Because that connects the Mark Stein rumor. You just need the cap space <laughs> back. Where like Russ goes to sure. OKC, Kyrie goes to the Lakers, and then you're basically getting nothing back other than whatever. How many, what teams would even want Kyrie besides the Lakers? Uh, not many. I would say a few, but uh, Lakers would probably be near the top. And honestly, if you can get off of Russ, you do it. And you'd probably – the reason the Charlotte Hornets get brought up because everyone thinks like, eh, Michael Jordan, he'll do it. 
Really, they, they think they think Michael Jordan is such a bad front office executive that he would actually go for this. Well, he's is not really a front office executive; he's the owner. But he also, but he does weigh in on this stuff, obviously. But yeah, I mean, he hasn't had a great track record of that. Well, stuff right. So I mean, listen, I mean, outside owner, of Lamelo, there's not. I mean, Miles Bridges is okay too. But. Whatever role. Bottom line is, they're yeah. saying that Michael Jordan would do it because Michael Jordan is a guy who just not. Not really great at building a team. Well, he could just be like, oh, Russ will work for us. We have a young team, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Like, you know, he can convince himself is the idea. Okay. Well, uh, from whatever role Michael Jordan wears or whatever hat he wears, owner, general manager, decision maker, front office executive, whatever, um, if you can find a way to move Russ and add Kyrie, uh, you do that. Yeah. You do that in a heartbeat. And, and look. Um, we were talking earlier about Kenley Jansen uh, versus Craig Kimbrell and kind of a lateral move uh, from an off-the-court, attitudinal, what-kind-of-locker-room teammate kind of guy. It's lateral because Russ is out of his mind, and so is Kyrie. Okay? So from that perspective, it's lateral. You're, you're trading trouble for trouble. But in terms of basketball player versus basketball player, I'd like to oh, see what Kyrie close. looks like. Like, yeah, I mean, I'd like to see what close. Kyrie looks like in a Laker uniform, as long as he's Kyrie, willing to play. Kyrie and Russ is not even a, like, come on, it's, that's not even. They're not even in the same stratosphere as far as talent at this stage of their career. No, but they are in the same stratosphere in terms of being a pain in the butt. That oh no, I'll give you that. I mean, both of those guys are just a total headache because yeah. because neither of them is just a ball player. Both of them is somebody that you know you got a you got a baby. I mean, you really, really got to be a psychologist to deal with both of these kinds of guys. Right, but if you're LeBron, if, if, that, if you can make that happen, and I doubt that actually could happen, but if you, if you can make it happen, you do it in two seconds. Right, and then if you're LeBron, you hope that the things that Kyrie has said about you, like, oh, you know, I was too young and I was too dumb and I didn't right. learn from LeBron and I should have. Correct. You hope that he really means all of that? Bingo. Because what Russ said was, I can change my role. I can be a player that you know helps you guys, and you know I can do everything I can to help the team. And then we found out, well, not actually can't can't really do that. Nope. So, Although you know the idea is hopefully Darvin Ham can get him to do some of that stuff. Well, um, one on one hand we're talking about can Darvin Ham get the most out of Russ, and on the other hand we're talking about can we get rid of Russ and get Kyrie. I mean, I still think that the latter is still the more. <laughs> I mean, if you can make that happen, then you do it. I don't think Rob Palinka would bat an eye if he could make that happen and get uh, a real star-type player or a good haul in return where he's not having to take back crazy long-term contracts of mediocre players. Okay, now let me ask you a question. You ready? Yeah, you, go ahead. You, ask me. You brought this audio from this, this Bill Simmons podcast, right? Yes. Yeah. Is this something that you heard? Like you're, you're like a listener to this podcast? Lindsay it's like heard real. Oh, it is. Lindsay, are you a listener to this podcast? Yes, I listen to Bill Simmons' podcast all the time. Gotcha. Because this sounds like some really deep, inside-the-weeds, NBA contract number kind of talk, which, for me, i got to be honest with you. It's like, hey, what are you going to listen to? you going to listen to a podcast? Like, Bill Simmons is not on my list at all. His is the only, it's the only sports podcast I listen to is Bill he Simmons. He doesn't do a lot of that, though. He's more like you. He shoots at the hip a ton. Yeah, and he has a lot of like. So you actually have that pegged really like wrong. That. Now that I yeah. think about it, pegged wrong how? Like he's not like, like like the Zach Lowe podcast maybe is like talking about like um, you know assist to turnover ratio and uh, things that like things like that. And you're telling you know, me that this Bill Simmons rebound podcast? percentage. Right. Bill Simmons' podcast is not his own podcast. Is not doing that. Absolutely okay, not. So, he shoots this- at the hip way more. Then, then he he's like he's doing like a talk show. Okay, so I I don't know it. I don't know. It. So Lindsay, he's not doing all hardcore breakdown of NBA contracts and and coming up with trade ideas and everything. No, that's not I mean shit. he's doing that, but that, you know how many people do that on the internet every day? Like, what are you talking about? Like, it I mean, that's not it, like hardcore basketball. Like in like breaking down analytics, like which yeah. is what you were describing. Well, what it's I'm saying is that that part doesn't sound like, interesting. It's like too well. I think. It's what, very, are you very serious? I bet you right now, if I put up a fake trade on Twitter, it would get more engagement than anything else I've put up. Like a legit good fake trade, mm-hmm. it would get more engagement than anything else I've ever put up. I don't know. You put up something earlier I was interested in, which was um, you put up a poll about what you should say to somebody who is agitated. Oh, so I was at the gas station, right? Because mm-hmm. the kids yeah. wanted like candy or whatever. So I was like, all right, I'll pull over. You guys have been good. So and there was a lady with a lottery ticket. And she was, she had her kids with her and the kids, you know, were being fussy. They're kids. You know what I mean? 
And you could tell she's agitated and just like trying to get through this thing. So like her lottery ticket was like she was exchanging one in and then buying some more. And the one that she was exchanging in because it had won something, whatever. I don't know what it was, but like it won something um, was like a little crumpled up. And the guy was like, oh, how am I supposed to put that in the machine? She's like, all right, whatever. Then, you know, don't worry about it. It's okay. It's all good. Like that was literally the way she said it. it wasn't even like that. Like you could tell she was annoyed, but she's like, all right, fine. No big deal. Whatever. I'll take it back. Um, and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Take it easy. And I was just like, whoa, that is not what you should be saying. <laughs> he told her to take it easy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, look, I just didn't want inconvenience. He's like, oh, no, no, no inconvenience. You know, and he like he backed off a little, too, because he kind of probably realized. But it was funny. It was like a funny interaction. To watch. So the question was, what do you say to somebody who's agitated? Either relax or take it easy. And I think I voted on relax. Take well, it relax easy. is worse. I would agree. Yeah. See, I, I think take it easy. It's like, hey, take it easy. Oh, hold on. Take it easy. Versus, relax. Did you just do like a Chris Berman thing there? Like, what was that? What was that you were trying to do? There? I was like, yo, hold on, hold on, take it easy. Oh, 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 hey, take it easy. You know, versus relax. Kind of more Aaron Rodgers. You know, relax. I don't know which drives somebody agitated more crazy. Relax or take it easy. I, I think it's relax. Um, Laura, what do you think? Take it easy. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Because I feel like if some also depends on tone right if someone's like yo relax or it's like yo take it easy i don't Whoa. know i feel like that yo you know what i mean it's, oh yeah. yeah take it easy i think there's more umph when take it easy mm. yeah. Yeah, re- relax well, you could me. Do, well you could do relax like with umph too you be relax yeah but like like okay if you're upset and i'm like you know relax or like take it easy i don't know i just feel because like, i voted and i said take it easy Mm. relax relax is like diffuse the situation take it easy i think is inspiring a little bit more anger oh my god i'm agreeing with cat but yes i think relax is worse i would say chill oh chill because you could say it in a funny way like hey man just chill and they could take it all they want you know hey lady with the two kids losing your mind over the lottery ticket chill out will you no no she wasn't the one losing your mind it was the guy who was kind of like Yeah, he was like, what do you want me to do with this? You know what I mean? Like, it's all crumpled up, you know? Like, And she was like, okay, whatever, I guess. And And then then he was like, then he laid take it easy on her. Wow, he laid it down right on her. What'd you do? I was just observing the whole thing. He's being Mm -hmm. Latino, just chismoseando. Being nosy, being chismoso like you. Yeah, (laughs) being a yenta. Chismoso, see? See. Um, All right, listen. We got to move on. You ready so you for ready? Radio Tinder? You ready to go? I mean, listen, are you? I don't know. I, don't know. I feel like ready. I'm ready. Stay ready. You don't have to get ready, okay? Okay. I feel like I'm very ready. Okay, let's do that. Radio Tinder's next. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Oh, wait, wait. No, Lindsay, I'm going to steal this. Laura, find me the Family what? Feud music. Find me, I, I'm going to steal this for a minute. Find me sure? the you Family man, Feud music, Laura, and, and switch be? me the Family Feud music. We will play Radio Tinder later because Chris has inspired me with his nonsense and shenanigans and usage of the Family Feud uh, song and, and it being the last episode to ever air or whatnot. 
Um, so I, I was thinking to myself, like, we should do our own version of the family feud and just base it off of Chris. Top five answers on the board. What do you think, Cappy? I think it's a good idea. What do you have in mind? Keep going. I'm, I'm listening. Uh, you know, Chris likes to eat, clearly. So uh, wow, how about okay. name something you might eat for breakfast? Cappy, you're first. Go. Bacon. Survey says bacon is on the board. Nine nice. people out of 100 said bacon. There you go. Uh, okay. Lindsay, eggs. name something you might eat for breakfast. Eggs. Survey says Number one on the board, 47. All right, Laura. So there's only three more answers. You have three strikes, though. You got two strikes. Y'all took the good ones. Okay. Well, name something you might eat for breakfast, or in this case, Chris might eat for breakfast. I mean, bacon might have been number one if it was Mm. Chris, so we probably shouldn't do it that way. But you get the point. Go ahead, Laura. Pancakes. Survey says show me pancakes. Yeah. Number nine. Or excuse me, number four. Uh, nine votes there. Sorry, nine. So there's two more. Okay. Cappy, now the pressure is really on you, okay? okay? Because there are two more items on the board, okay? okay? Hundred people surveyed. Mm-hmm. Top five things you might eat for breakfast. So eggs is gone, pancakes are gone, and bacon are gone. What mm-hmm. do you got, Cappy? You know, Steve, I'm going to go with cereal. Cereal, Steve. Cereal. Wow, cereal, cereal. I mean, a lot of people eat cereal. There's no question. When you look at cereal, cereal should be on the board. Let's take a look. Survey says it is number two on yes. the board. Yes. So no one strikes left. yet. You guys could clean house here. There is one more item. So eggs was number one. Cereal was number two. Pancakes was number four. And bacon was number five. Lindsay, baseball, what is that last item that you might eat for breakfast? It's got to be toast, right? Toast, guys? Ooh, that's a good answer. That's a good answer. Yeah. Good answer, Lindsay. Good answer. Lens, good answer. I mean, good toast. Answer. We're going with toast. I mean, that is part of the – you would think that's part of the essentials, right? I don't think there's any question about that. All right. Here we go. Survey says – Toast! Show me toast! Woo. Yeah! Jumped the gun a little bit there, but yeah! Wow. So you guys went five for five. No strikes. By no the way, strikes. we need to practice this because we're doing Family Feud at the Mandy Awards, and I know yeah. I'm really good at it. I'm yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you're very good I at mean, it. I mean, Laura, you got it. I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we're going to do some practice rounds. You know, Lindsay, I think there's a great idea. I think every day from here on forward until we get to the Mandy's Friday of next week, we should do at least one family feud game per day. Yeah, but it's got to be random. Just yeah. be random reps. in the right. middle of the show somewhere. You don't know it's coming. We'll all take turns. Boom. You got to have reps. We all need practice. Thinking practice. on our feet. Okay. You're talking about practice. I know we're, we're supposed to be the franchise one. player all up in Not here, a game. Yeah. Not a game. Practice. Right. Practice. Um, all right, go back feud. to Radio Tinder now. Let's play that yeah, music so Lindsay can finish the segment. So, yeah, right. Okay, wait. Can, do, I, do, I, so do I respond to Morales or no? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Respond to Morales, yeah. Thanks, Chris. Oh, what a lovely intro. I really appreciate it and love the work that you do on those. So thank you. And now let's get to Radio Tinder, sponsored mm-hmm. by Tequila Mandala. Yeah. Swipe right on Tequila Mandala for great tequila. Yeah. So, Shaq. He has earned a reputation as a restaurant patron for his generosity and his huge tips. And the big man with the big heart struck again this past weekend. While he was out at dinner in New York City at the Jew Land Club on Sunday night. The what club? The Jew Land Club. I think that's what it's called. I don't know how to pronounce it. Sounds like the kind of place I should go to. Go ahead. I think it's Jew Land. (laughs) I don't think it's Jew. It's Jew. We'll say Jew Land. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Shaq paid for everyone in the restaurant's meals, which totaled over $25,000. He was with an unnamed woman who he referred to as his date, and they left a huge tip for the restaurant staff that was described as the biggest tip they've ever received. He asked the staff not to let anyone know from the 40 other tables in attendance that dinner was on him. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think that Shaq is the most generous athlete slash former athlete that you've ever heard of swipe left or swipe right Sedano um I'm gonna swipe right um but I would put it with a caveat that that I know a lot of athletes who are super like generous in that regard like 
I'll give you an example. One of his colleagues, Charles Barkley. I have never been around Charles Barkley and paid for a drink. Ever. Ever. Okay? Like, that man, I, I, I've seen him pick up tabs for dinner. Like, I was at, uh, I'm trying to think of another athlete that I know. That, oh, my God. Chad Johnson used to rent movie theaters out yeah. for people he- on Twitter and just tell them, show up to this town. I'm here. This movie theater, come. It's on me. This showing go. You know what I mean? Like, he'd do that all the time. He does um, still, I, like, will post stuff on Twitter, like, he leaves $1,000 tips all the time. All the time. And I remember one time there was, um, he, he was, like, for Christmas, he was like, send me what you'd want as a gift. And he sent, like, a bunch of people gifts, and they all posted the thing that they asked him for. Like, it was insane. So Shaq is certainly in the discussion. Charles, um, you know, Chad Johnson, like, there's a lot of guys. But Shaq is up there, man. He always did the big Christmas thing, regardless of what city he was in. I know that's... That started in Orlando, and he did it big here in L.A. as well. So, yeah, I mean, he's in that discussion for sure. The question was, though, is, is Shaq the most generous based on what you know? And I'm going to swipe right and say he is because I always love those stories of Shaq. Like, you know, remember that story? He walked into a jewelry store. The gold watch. Yeah. Right. Oh, was it the gold watch? Or it was watch? the diamond ring for right. the, for the right. engagement. There was That's an engagement was. ring, and yeah. somebody had it on, like, layaway, and they were trying to make a payment on it. And Shaq heard all of this, and he's like, yo, give him the ring. I got it. I love when Shaq does stuff like this, but I wonder what motivated him. You know, like, why in a restaurant is he like, you know what? I'm buying for everybody. It's 25 grand. I don't care. I'll drop the 25 large. I just want to buy for everybody. I wonder what I mean, he's in, like, him. every endorsement ever. So it's like there's, I mean, he's got the, I mean, something good must have happened. Good for him. Well, so he was actually in town because it was Shaq Day, and he was speaking at, like, two different communities where they, like, he helped refurbish a basketball court at, like, a, a local youth center. So I think he was there for, like, philanthropic reasons. So maybe that's why he was, it inspired him to do it. That or maybe he was with somebody that he didn't want everybody to, you know, say that he was with somebody. He's like, yo, everybody be quiet. I'm paying for everything. Okay. And that's my uh, cynical mindset. You know? I think if yeah. that's the case, he probably wouldn't go out with her in public, right? I don't know. I don't know. That's my cynical mindset. What can I tell you? Okay. All right. What's next, Lindsay? All right. The manager of a Northern California gas station was fired recently after he accidentally set the gas price to 69 cents a gallon this past weekend. (laughs) So on Sunday, the man mistakenly placed the decimal in the wrong spot on the price board when the price was supposed to be 699 a gallon. The pricing error reportedly cost the gas station $16,000 because hundreds of people capitalized on the mistake and came in to fill up their tanks. The worker said that he's worried that the station owners are going to sue him for lost revenue, and his family actually ended up creating him a GoFundMe page to help repay them. But oh, he still no. got fired. Yeah. Do you guys think that this guy should have been fired for a simple mistake? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? I'm going to swipe right and say 1,000% he should be fired. 1,000%. Um, so I grew up, my dad owned a gas station. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the Charlie old days. Kaplan. That's right. Back in the old days when gas stations used to have like service stations. And so, you know, yeah, they had self-serve and full service. Right. And, you know, and they had a, an auto mechanic on site yeah. at all times. Now everything's so different. But if my parents had an employee, instead of pricing the gas at six ninety nine, price the gas at sixty nine cents. And then everybody came and got all that gas. And you just lost literally like tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. Well, I mean, in this case, it's sixteen thousand. We know that being the number. Well, look, sixteen thousand dollars as a business owner. Yeah, you don't it's a lot. You don't say to the guy, "Hey, it was a simple mistake. It's okay. You'll do better next time." It's you just cost us a fortune. We can't count on you. You can't get the job done. You're fired. Yeah, but don't you think the fact that he he had his like his family started to GoFundMe because like he wants to be able to pay them back? Shouldn't they at least like give him a chance to like fix it? You know what? Like he works at a gas station, so obviously it's not like I'm sure that's not his choice of career. You know, so I'm sure that he works at a gas station because he yeah, probably doesn't but, have but many options. Th- there are consequences, and sometimes there are things that you know. I mean, we don't know if these people that own the gas station if they just bought it, like they could be underwater, like that. You know, look. The reality is, it's their business. They have a You're right. If I the person cost them that much money that person probably doesn't even make sixteen thousand dollars in a year is my guess if it's a part-time job so like yeah like at that point you just cut you cut bait that's the unfortunate scenario there i'm with cappy can't trust them yeah look at that cappy i'm with you you see that's bizarre but don't be crabby cappy 69 cents dude i'd be there with all my cars Seriously, oh my god speaking of which cars i so when i thought of uh, calling you crabby cappy today yeah. Um. Did, and we can be done with Radio Tinder here because I want to play this thing real quick. Um. You know what it reminded me of, Cappy? 
Um, SpongeBob SquarePants? No, but that would Sponge be good too. SpongeBob That would be good too. But I mean, because you was... had a Krabby Patty, right? Yeah, Krabby Patty. Crab. Exactly. Ooh, yeah. Mr. Crab. Yeah, it was Mr. Crab, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so oh, he wanted a Krabby Patty. Correct. He was the owner of the restaurant. Was Correct. that called the Krabby Patty? Yes. Oh, that's what it was. Yes. It. Mm-hmm. Yes. So anyway, no, what I was thinking of was there was this, one of the, fu- I thought, like, I, I loved this commercial. It's like a super random commercial that Honda used to have for the Honda Pilot. You familiar with the Honda Pilot? I do know the Honda Pilot vehicle. Yeah. I'm, I'm familiar. The, the big SUV that they mm-hmm. got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there was this, like, rando commercial they had for, like, a couple of years back in, like, the early 2000s where the Honda Pilot, like, spoke. Like, it had a voice. You know what I mean? And then it was going to the beach, and it was, like, a surfer dude voice. And it ran up to, like, a crab, and the crab wanted to pinch things. Like, because that's what he does. He's a crab. He pinches. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So mm-hmm. he wanted to – he kept asking the Honda Pilot if he wants to be pinched. And the Honda Pilot was like, no, I don't want to be pinched. Who the hell wants to be pinched? And they just go back and forth on pinch and no pinch. Um, and it's ridiculous. It's only 30 seconds, but it made me think of you. And I feel like just the drops of the crab would be fantastic for you. So play the 30 second spot first. So you like hang with the surfers here at the beach a lot? Yes. I pinch. Yeah. I'm always <laughs> down here too. Weekends. I don't mind telling you a few sick days. <laughs> I pinch. It's cool. I carry their boards. They change inside me. I want to pinch. Hey, not so close. I don't want to get pinched. Why not pinch? Cause it hurts. Maybe little pinch. You know, I've got some melted butter and some tongs in here, so... No pinch, no pinch, no pinch. So I feel like we could play that when you're Krabby Cappy. You know, you just have, like, maybe a little pinch. Why no pinch? <laughs> just a little pinch. I want to pinch. Little pinch. <laughs> He's also very, uh, what's the word? You know, Cap always, like, pushes, you know? Like, he yeah, goes and, and continues to ask. Yeah, this. that crab is, is pushy. He's a pushy yes. crab, wants to just yeah. keep pinching. That's you. Maybe little pinch. Maybe yeah. a little pinch. Yeah, little pinch. Why did you Point go Adam Sandler on the crowd? Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. I'm going to a little pinch. I'm going to have a little pinch. Oh, I'm a crab. I pinch people. You made him like a Creole crab, like from right. Louisiana. Right. Like, like the, the, what was the the water boy? That's what you made him. What, what's the character, the, the little crabby character? Does he have a name, this guy? No, I don't think he has a name. I just right. like, you know. He's Cappy. Like, yeah. Hello, just I'm Cappy, Cappy the Crab. I would like to pinch you right now. I want to pinch yeah, there you go. I turned him into Adam Sandler, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. You why'd you? He's clearly like you know he's a Latino crab, and you know you made him Adam Sandler. Right. I don't know why I did that. It just happened. Yeah, just sort of happened. So on there you the go. For, so now when you're Krabby Cappy, we can just kind of randomly. Laura has like four or five different crab drops she can play. Let me I hear what you got. Pinch. I want to pinch. Okay, why I want no to pinch. pinch. I want to pinch. Why no, no pinch? why no pinch? Oh, why no pinch? Yeah. Why Maybe no little pinch. pinch. A little Maybe. bit. Little pinch. Maybe. No pinch, no pinch, no pinch. No pinch, no pinch. So when you we scare you away, we can play that. You know, I've got some melted butter and some tongs in here, so... No pinch, no pinch, no pinch. (laughs) No pinch, no pinch. Maybe little pinch? Yeah, little pinch. But that's you, you see? The the extra one, that's you right there. Maybe little pinch. (laughs) No pinch, no pinch, no pinch. Yeah. All right, coming up next... Yeah, tell me. Tell me what's next. (laughs) Ah, next. Um... Tony Gonsolin. Yeah. We were talking about him earlier. Mm-hmm. And he's playing fantastic. Mm-hmm. And the Dodgers, though, they're, despite that, their pitching is a mess. Like, forget about the Shohei Otani stuff we were talking about earlier. Like, there needs to be a rectification of what's going on in there a little bit. And by mess, I mean, like, injuries, stuff with Urias that I don't think enough people are talking about. Like, and when you I want to dive re- in. Well, when you say rectification, are you talking about like some kind of a medical procedure? What are we talking about here? Perhaps. We'll get to that next. Go pinch. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. By the way, last segment I forgot because I was so excited about uh, pinch and no pinch. Uh, Radio Tinder is always presented by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small batch premium sippy tequila made from the finest. And I mean fine, fine mature agaves. 
Available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com. And do what I do. Demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. Uh, Yo, so this I'm song is great, Laura. Sitting on a bottle right here, just so you know, George. I'm sitting on a bottle of Tequila Mandala Reposado. Yeah. Just waiting to take it out of the box, break the plastic, and get on into it. Mm. It's a great song. The Reposado. Is my Can I point out that, that Morales called it E-1999? It's East 1999. Yeah. Just, just want to point that out. Clearly not a Bone Thugs fan. Probably more of a Harmony fan, I think. Just in terms <laughs> of one, which Cap. ones, which ones he likes, you know. Good one. Bones Get and Thugs, it. huh? Yeah. Maybe little pinch. Yeah. Maybe. Little bit, just a little pinch. <laughs> little pinch. That's you. Why not pinch? <laughs> so um, where were you going? You 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 bringing up Tony Gonsolin, and I'm curious to know where you're headed with Tony Gonsolin here. Tony Gonsolin's been great, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know if I trust him. I guess is my point. Like, moving forward, like, is he the Dodgers ace going into the season now? Like, is he going to be the guy? Like, if we started tomorrow, are you comfortable Tony Gonsolin being starter number one game one? Well, what are your options? Julio Urias? I mean, listen, we know what we have in Julio Urias based on what he's done in his career so far. In the postseason. But, but we also know what he is currently, which is, you know, listen, he can still strike a bunch of dudes out. But um, he has but, not been as good, and this is just statistically, by the way. Correct. He's not been as good as he was a year ago or even maybe previous to that. So right now, based on what I've got, Kershaw's not my number one guy. Bueller no. is and, out I mean, injured. listen, Kershaw is going to be in. I mean, who knows if he's even healthy, right? Right, like, that's the right. Thing. So, so, look, I mean, Gonsolin is, just because of what the numbers say, Today, he wasn't expected to be your number one guy, but because of injuries in front of him and performances that haven't been on par with your career averages, Tony Gonsolin, right now, just right now, George, it's only June 15th, right now, Tony Gonsolin's the best pitcher the Dodgers have. Um, he has been so far, I would say, that, that that's accurate, but... Here's the thing. I actually think Julio Diaz has been fine. I, he's had two bad starts against the Pirates, basically. But I, I think he's been fine. I think that the issue that he's had is, I don't know. And we kind of touched on this a little bit last year uh, during the postseason. But it, it doesn't feel like, I don't know if they don't trust him or it's that there there's something going on. He gets pulled from games pretty fast, I feel like. he He doesn't get like this long... He doesn't get a lot of latitude, I guess, is the best way to describe it. Well, again... You, and then you, maybe that's just my perception, you know? It, maybe it is, but let's just say your perception is right. Let's just go with that for a moment, that you're actually right about this. You ready? Mm-hmm. If everything that the Dodgers do is about the analytics, then the analytics would tell you that he gives us... I'm making up an example here. On average, five innings, maybe six. We, we, we want to pull him out after something like that. Yeah, they, to... I mean, that's generally how they handle most guys, but yeah. And that, by the way, is not new. I mean, remember a couple of years ago when the Dodgers were in the World Series against Tampa Bay mm-hmm. and Blake Snell was in total control of the game for, mm-hmm. for Tampa Bay and they pulled him in like the fifth inning. And right. everybody who, who had not seen Tampa Bay play and didn't really know their story, people are like, what are they doing? This yeah. pitcher's in total control of this game. But right. they had this philosophy, and they had, I guess, the numbers to back it up, that this is what he is. He's a five-inning pitcher. Yeah, we don't want but, him to go past that. But, but, but my thing with the with that is this. Like, if you really look at it, he's had three bad games. Like, bad games, right? Like, obviously, the opener, the first time he pitched against Colorado. Um, and, and then, the, you know, a game against Philly, he got lit up. Um, and then, you know, he had the one Pirates game, I think, that he got lit up. Because the, the other one, he lost, but he, 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 he didn't pitch poorly, I thought, in that game. So he's had three bad starts. And I think that this early in the season, that skews things a little bit. But, well, it right. just... but, but even the San Francisco game just the other day, he gave up a couple of home runs early, but then he wound up striking out 10 he guys. He settled them down. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, and by the way, that happened similarly, if I recall correctly, in that Colorado game, right? if, I, I, if I recall correctly. But nonetheless, I feel like when I watch him, they're... they're there just always seems to feel like him and the and the team are not on the same page. I don't I don't whether it's 
the bullpen versus the starter stuff, uh, whether it's the just him as a starter in general, like it just never feels like they're on the same page. And and maybe it's um, the communication gap, perhaps. Maybe it's it's just to your point, Cappy, that they feel like he's, you know, they 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 want to preserve him, right, for whatever reason, like. I, I, Maybe it's some of that stuff, but I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I just feel like he never really gets to flourish the way that he could flourish. Well, I'd like to, I'd like to see him give, an op, give him an opportunity, you know. Um, but he's got to – I mean, listen, everybody has to earn their opportunity to stay in these games. Remember that, that whole thing early in the season when Kershaw was pitching the perfect game and they pulled him out? I mean, he's earned the right to stay in the game if he would have battled to stay he, in the right, game. And he didn't want to, right? right? He was fine. And so, you know, look, Julio's numbers this year, they're just not what you would expect. He's 3-6 and six on the season. And, and you know, he just hasn't really been what I think everybody wants him or expects well, him to I, be. I don't worry about the 3-6 and because some of that is not always your fault. Like, I don't judge a pitcher by wins and losses anymore. What, like, is, your, I, what is your number that, that you judge ERA. a pitcher on? Okay, ERA, so. I mean, that's the of, of the mainstream numbers. That's the one I'm looking at the most for okay. sure. And and what do, what do we have? And on his him? ERA is sub three. It's a two eight. Like that's a pretty good ERA, you know. Yeah, but here's Tony Gonsolin on the season, and this is pretty remarkable. Well, he's got the lowest ERA in in the sport, right? right which which again, you may be right. Which this he may just be on fire. He may have just I don't know. He did something in the off season that's different. Well, by the way, Julio Diaz has a much better ERA than Walker Buehler this year. Uh, not surprising because Walker Bueller has been, by his own admission, just not himself. And, but, and, but to my point, Walker Bueller is instead of three and six, he's six and three. Okay, <laughs> fair point. Um, Gonsolin on the season, pretty impressive. Eight no, one point four two ERA first in baseball, sixty three point one innings pitch, which is actually fifty fifth in baseball. So he's not going that deep necessarily. I mean, at least according to those numbers. And in terms of quality starts. Of the eight, no, you know, I don't know how many total starts he's had. I can tell you here in 12. Um, of the 12 starts, seven are quality starts. That's 20th in baseball. I mean, Tony Gonsolin has emerged when the Dodgers needed somebody because Bueller fell apart. Okay. But answer the question I asked yeah. you to start before we move on. My answer is yes. He's your game one starter. Correct. Okay. Who's yeah. yours? I don't know if I, I probably would still go with Udias if you. Okay. Would. And then who's game two then for you? Well, probably Kershaw. Or maybe Kershaw, you know, if he's healthy, I'd probably go Kershaw, maybe Odias. I, I, I would definitely go with one of those two before Gonsolin in, yeah, a, in a big start. I play yeah. the hot hand. I play the hot hand right now. That's kind of you, though. That's got, well, that's, that's right. I'm, I'm, I'm going on gut. You see, this is what we always talk about, gut versus the numbers. I'm a gut guy. Yeah. What does your gut say about the similarities between Aaron Rodgers and LeBron? Ooh, there's a lot of similarities I could come up with between LeBron and, I, and Aaron Rodgers. Well, Key had some interesting thoughts on it, too. We'll get to that next.